0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed.
1: This episode is sponsored by blue chew. Let's talk about sex legends. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed Listen up, BlueChew.com. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. No awkward conversations in the doctor's office. No one butting into your business, waiting in line at the pharmacy. You could take them any day, or night so you can plan ahead and be ready whenever the opportunities for young strokes arise. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code VM at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code VM to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Now hit the theme music.
0: Yeah. We didn't know Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it's home I need a crib like I'm Gatsby living in hand just understand my pockets that deep with nothing to prove I ain't got nothing to do and can't compete and I got nothing to lose. Not nah. told
1: me I'm the one. Ah uh, yes what's good everybody welcome back to Veterans Minimum one of the best if not the best I should say George I think it is the best the best sports betting vibe on the internet at Veterans Minimum, where you can find all things VM live now on the YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube Leave a like, comment, review, tables, ladders, and chairs. Oh my, George, what's up, baby?
2: Tables, ladders, and chairs. What made you say that? I'm a wrestling fan, bro, you know? My brother got to go backstage last Monday night at uh, Monday Night Raw. Got a chance to shake Vince McMahon's hand. Would that make your life, like if you had the ability to do that?
1: Wow. Dude, that's like a bucket list of mine.
2: I mean, it's I'm jealous because, trust me, I, I feel the same way, but... He just got this like thrown at him, you know, good friends. Uh, one of his teammates, dad knows like, like the head of WWE uh, marketing or whatever. Boom. Front row tickets. I don't care how old I am. If I'm 60 years old and I'm sitting in front row, I'm acting like a child. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't expect you or want you to do it any other way. Let's, uh, let's do this. The next time that they're down here, like let's go act like children. Yeah. I'm game.
1: I'm, I'm in bro i don't know any
2: of the new wrestlers really i'm gonna be honest
1: neither do i i just watch raw every monday
0: do you really yeah i do jesus christ <laughs> you record it
1: uh i do actually record it because of monday night football and oftentimes i'll train like jujitsu and whatnot and then from there i'll just watch it usually on tuesdays it gives me something to watch on tuesday but every now and then i'll be like whenever i say something outrageous like i called taylor swift mid over mm. the weekend I was like, I don't understand all this excitement and why people are so hyped about her Like not being at the games. Because, dude, I'm watching Red Zone. I don't know if you caught this. I'm watching Red Zone. I have the I have the Rams game on my laptop. Mm-hmm. I have the Cardinals-Bengals game on my other phone. All right. And then I have Red Zone on the TV. And they go, breaking news, we're taking you right to Minnesota. I'm like, oh, my God, who got hurt? Right. Like, That's, what, what, what is happening? Or a Ter-
2: big type touchdown.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's like... Oh, she is not at the game. I'm like enough, bro. Shut up. Enough. I think it's gotten a little out of hand. I think she's mid. I also don't like white girls, so that's kind of the reason why. I guess you know what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. not really, my my Matt Forte.
2: That was good. Uh, that was good. That was a good. That was, uh, that was good. I like that uh, was funny. Um, yeah, I'm over it. I'm over it. Kelsey played better. Like, yeah. I think he's definitely finding his stride. And first off, who wants to go to Minnesota? Are you blaming her? Like, Minnesota. This is where we want Taylor Swift at is Minnesota. No, no. She's a, she's a celebrity bro. Exclusive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can't be going to Minnesota, bro. I feel that. That's just
2: bad. Look, that's a bad look for the brand. She does that.
1: Don't How you. did you feel about what went down in week five? I know there's a lot. It's only going to be us two today. Kenny's going to join the Wednesday show. Uh, and it actually worked out well, dude. Cause there's, there's a lot of crazy shit that went down this weekend that I want to unpack. Where do you want to start? You tell me.
2: I don't think it's fair that a team should be able to play in London back to back weeks. like I think that I, I don't know what it is. I think the NFL kind of wants to see the Jaguars like win that division, so they're just kind of making it tough on other teams coming down there, even though there was no divisional games played. um it's just to stack it, you know, stack the resume now they're going to go back and sweep um that was that was wild to me it, it, Nick, it also blows my mind that. The Giants are are so bad. That was my worst take from the (laughs) from the early uh, the preseason preview show. I mean, just I you you should have stopped me, but you I I don't know maybe you were living vicariously through me in the sense that if they did do well, you'd be like ah, you know I'm just I'm still happy, but you know I I shouldn't I should have warned George. Why didn't you warn me? They're fucking bad.
1: I think they might be the worst team in the league.
2: I, was, I thought about it, too. I think they are. Everyone's going to
1: say Carolina because they're winless.
2: Um, better outlook, though, on a, like, obviously they're not making the playoffs, but give me Carolina in the next three years as opposed to the Giants. Like. Yeah. I would say so. Who, who is Daniel Jones's agent?
1: So here's the thing, right? Because, I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned that. We, we, we didn't need to start there, but since you brought it up, we'll start there. Uh, in, my, in my notes, um, a couple things about that game. Number one, we put Miami in the circuit contest minus 11 and a half. I was like, here's the thing. How do the Giants get to 20 points? Because you know Miami's going to score, what, 30? Yep. Right? And they did. They scored over 30. So how do the Giants get to 20? We were struggling so so hard to figure out how they could get to 20. One of them actually came to fruition. We're like, yo, maybe like a deflected interception to the house and Pinnock got one for 102 yards.
2: Yeah, it was wild. But.
1: <laughs> but, dude, like, look, and I'm going to defend Daniel Jones for just a little bit. It's looked really bad, but, <laughs> but, yo, hold on. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. That's why I said I know it's going to be a little comical and it's going to be hard to defend him. But no,
2: no, Go ahead. Serious time.
1: He has no time, bro. Like he has, the offensive line is really bad. And this is, this is something that is driving me crazy, George. And maybe, maybe I'm biased because it's my team, Mm -hmm. but bro, how can you be so bad at a positional unit for a decade plus? Like this has been the issue since about 2013 that they've had a shit offensive line and it is still an issue that is playing out now. It was an issue that was playing out with Eli. Mm -hmm. And then it's been an issue that with the exception of one or two seasons in the 13 that I'm talking about where they put a bandaid over it, it's been bad, bro. And it's just been an issue for this long. Like, how is that possible? Can you explain that to me?
2: It's a, this is, I would imagine what happens with New York teams. Like if I'm going to attribute it to anything quickly, it's that New York, you need a superstar. A superstar is more important than building the foundation of a team. And they were constantly hunting for, obviously they found Eli, but then people to put around him, but not thinking about the offensive line. But they had to. I don't know. It's just, it's the ownership, not wanting to fix a problem. It's Nick. I have, when you said we haven't had a good offensive line, I can't name you one giants offense alignment in the last 15 years
1: i mean we, they have a good one now andrew thomas like he's very good he also hasn't played the last two games mm. but still that's just your left tackle and i remember when yeah. the giants took him, they got they got slandered because of the rookies in that class he was the one that took the longest to kind of develop but now he's better than all those guys i would say okay it's like worse no not Worfs. it's um what's his name willis from Cleveland uh the other guy was was it Slater Slater might have been there I got to pull it up okay but
2: but he, just nobody a, nobody noticed notable that like has made an honest impact and I I don't know I think the team will quickly turn on Dable like hmm. just as much as the fireiness won the the locker room over last year got Daniel Jones paid that same fireiness can absolutely set ablaze your coaching career if dable loses the locker room this year you know maybe he's given another year maybe but it's like it's like you got to win for me now league you know and i i don't think the players are that bought into him at this moment in time yeah like they think he's probably corny bro same thing will happen to the Eagles if the Eagles start. So
1: here's, here's the draft class, right? Yeah. Andrew Thomas was the first offensive lineman taken. This was a 2020 class. Really good class, right? This is, yep. this is Burrow. This is Tua. This is Herbert. Uh, so the Giants take him. They had a chance to get Tua. They had a chance to get Justin Herbert. Um, they don't. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, Do
2: you
0: watch that, the that games, sucks, bro? That
1: sucks because right now when you're on Wikipedia, bro, we got Wikipedia. These guys are all in gold. And oh, then it's Andrew shit. Thomas in the middle of it. Right. And then it's, it's uh Willis that goes to Cleveland. It was Becton that goes to the jets worse stud with Tampa. Yes. And then the other offensive tackle is Austin Jackson at Miami. Mm-hmm. That's your first round offensive lineman. And then Isaiah Wilson, uh, offensive tackle out of Georgia. And that's it. Right. Like, Evan Neal was a first-round pick. He's been a nightmare, and he also did the most foul shit that you could do as a New York, born and raised New Yorker. One thing that athletes can't do is you can't attack the blue-collar New Yorker that goes and pays season tickets. And, like, the New Yorker, the hardcore fan, it just never goes well. Like, there is a history of athletes that come to New York and they badmouth the fans, and then it never ends well, bro. Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh, you're going to go back to your jobs, right? Like the LeBron James thing mm-hmm. years ago, like you guys are going to go back to your sorry lives or whatever it was that he got a lot of heat for when they lost in the NBA finals. It's like, bro, you can't attack the blue-collar New York construction guy that is going to the games, it and that's just, what Evan Neal did.
2: Yeah, that's, that's disgraceful. I can. Have you been at games where it's just nonstop at their, at their own players where it's just they let them have it?
1: I mean, bro, here's the thing, right? No cheering even when things are going good. It's more of a sarcastic cheer. Mm. Like they'll pick up a first down after like nine straight three and outs and they'll be like,
2: yeah, (laughs) let's go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like it's one of those things more than anything. Man.
2: (laughs) Nick, they're so bad.
1: They're bad. Look, dude, they allow 11, 11 sacks on Monday Night Football and then they gave up seven. And then, of course, Daniel Jones leaves the game hurt. I'm surprised it took him that long, honestly. Dude. He's getting yeah. smoked. and look, <laughs> it hasn't looked it hasn't looked good at all. The offensive line is really bad. Last year, the offensive line wasn't this bad, bro it was the weapons around him that weren't good, and that's why coming into this year, people had some hope. Hey, Brian Dable, another year into it. Now the offensive line should be as good as it was last year and now you factoring you got Darren Waller you got uh, Wendell Robinson coming back Sterling Shepherds coming you got some weapons Saquon and whatnot and then it just started with Saquon goes down the offense looks like shit Darren Waller is catching eight yard checkdowns that's all that they're using him for yeah he can't connect with Slayton and it just eventually it got to a point where he just got hit so many times, bro. He got hit so many times. And look, I think Miami, Miami played one of their worst performances, I feel like, offensively. Mm. Uh, two, I should say, played one of his worst performances. And they still put up 30 points effortlessly. They've set the NFL record for most yards through the first five games. Jesus. By like 200 yards also. And it was a game that at no point did, if you were someone like us who took Miami in the contest, who I bet on Miami, I wasn't sweating it at all. Just they weren't able to generate any offense.
2: Enough talking about bad teams, yeah? Oh, oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. How do you not guard Tyreek Hill with two people at all times? Bro. Like, that was one of the worst defensive decisions I've ever seen a a coordinator make in a while.
1: Bro, you want to hear something hilarious? Yeah. I put this tweet out. And oftentimes what I've been doing more and more, bro, is uh, I use Twitter as like a timeline to remember what went down as I'm watching the games. Mm -hmm. And what I put down for this was Miami. Today, the Miami Dolphins players will be the most wide open. They'll be all year. The tape review for this game is going to be hilarious. And then Tyree kills touchdown. He's open by like nine yards. Just a simple, just all he did was run straight. That's all he did. And he was open. It doesn't get any easier than what he did. Insane, dude. Like really ridiculous how wild that was. And again, he just, the (laughs) the Giants defense is bad. The whole team is bad, man. And it's not going to get any better because the schedule doesn't get any better.
2: (laughs) uh, You guys got the bills next week. On Sunday night
1: football. Another
2: primetime game. What were they thinking? You know, sometimes this is one of the ones where you wish like, it got flexed to, like, a morning game. You're like, ah, oh, this, this doesn't need to be at nighttime. People don't want to watch this. They don't. They don't. The Giants getting Thursday night football and then a couple weeks later getting Sunday night football is, like, the hopes were high. Well, the
1: hopes were high because it's also, it's, they made the playoffs last yeah. year. It's the big market that they were, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they are, I should say. It's Brian Dable going back to Buffalo, the Buffalo revenge. But what revenge, bro? They're 15-point underdogs. Or at least they should be. I haven't pulled up wager attack yet. Shout out to the sponsor, wager attack. So I haven't I would
2: think 15, 16. I'm
1: like, fuck, man. What is happening? Like, why, why is this game on primetime? It sucks. But like, yo, Miami, they're just a team that's super duper explosive. They're going to continue to be like that. And I got the odds right now. They're at minus 14 right now on wager attack or the Buffalo Bills. It's just, it's, a, it's ridiculous. Like, continuing. And Daniel Jones, everyone knows. We spent too much time on this team, man. I'm, I'm pretty pissed off about that. Team sucks. Let's move on. That's why we start with the negatives. Fire. And I'm positive. Fire, everybody. Fire, everybody. <laughs> I do want to say this. Let's stay with the negative. Shout out to your New Orleans Saints. Let's go. Absolute dominant performance. And uh, if we could get an ISO cam on me for this one, too, because I prepared a little bit of a promo. Um, so the New England Patriots in week five got shut out 34-0. And to that, a video that I believe I shot with you back in the summer where I talked about how I have zero sympathy for Boston fans, New England Patriot fans. They went to fourteen AFC title games during Tom Brady's career. Career, uh, they won six Super Bowls. They went to ten Super Bowls, I think, or or nine, because he lost he lost two to the Giants and one with to the Eagles. So he, yeah, he was sick. he's went to ten Super Bowls. He's won seven. So he he went to nine Super Bowls with New England. Uh, AFC title game year in, year out. Every year you won, what, what, George, 11 games every year? At least. Yeah. So, and we're not even talking about the Celtics dominance. And, you know, they won some titles. They've been to the finals. The Bruins have won. The fucking Red Sox have won. Like, if you're a Boston fan and you're my age, 32 years old, you've seen a lot of championships. A lot of winning. A lot of winning. And now, Patriot fans, this is what it's like for every other fan base. This is what it's like. You're not going to be winning 12 games a fucking year. You're going to have to go through some downtime like the rest of us. Welcome to real football. You spoiled Boston bastards. Because that's what it was, bro. That's exactly what it was. Everybody's confused. Obviously, now you got to go and find a quarterback. We've been calling him mid-Jones for a couple years now. He's not good. The offense is slow as shit. Another thing that I had told you, or it might have been Josh, I was like, bro, this offense is going to be slow as hell. Who's the fastest guy? bad they lose their best corner christian gonzalez my defensive rookie of the year pick and then they lose Judon also who's like a football legend like a football guy's guy right red like
2: sleeves bro yeah. iconic
1: and he's their best defensive player so now new england this is what it's gonna be like bro it's a wrap you guys are not good this is what every other fan base has to experience but you guys experience 20 years of absolute dominance an era that's never gonna be replicated
2: but welcome, welcome to real NFL football, because that's how it is. How about the Saints? That thirteen and four prediction from the beginning of the year—it's looking good, Nick. It's looking good. Eight first downs for the Patriots. Yeah, yesterday. defense
1: is legit, man. Eight first the de- downs. The defense is legit. Um, I think Mac Jones has more pick sixes. In Foxborough than Brady had in his whole career in Foxborough. Insane stat. And also, dude, also, Bill Belichick hasn't been a good coach for about five years now. It's uh, I think he's lost more home games, right? Even when Brady was there that last year, bro, we didn't know each other then. Mm-hmm. But anyone that listened to the show, I was big on Titans money line in that playoff game. There were like six point underdogs.
2: Where they had Mariota, right?
1: No, they had Tannehill. Oh, shit. This is yes. when, this okay, is okay, when okay. The, the, the Titans played the Chiefs before the Chiefs won the first Super Bowl. This is 20, the 2019 year. It was the last, Got you. the last Tom Brady pass as a Patriot. Pick six. They haven't been good in a while, bro. Like this whole, because one of the games, we didn't put it in the contest, but one of the games Kenny and I were talking about, like what we do is, you know, yo, what games do you like? What games do I like? And then we kind of like narrow it down. And this week was dope because we both, we both kind of agreed on all five of the plays. So it was like, yo, let's just go with the plays that we both feel good about. Yeah. And uh we were talking about New England. I'm like, bro. He's like, yo, you know, there's a classic Bill Belichick. Yeah, it is a classic Bill Belichick spot if this was 2016. It's yeah. not, bro. Like, they no. haven't been good that last year when they were playing, when they lost to the Titans. I remember saying, like, bro, Tennessee's going to beat them. This isn't the... Yeah, but it's Belichick at home. They're at Fox, bro. Like, bro, this isn't the same team,
2: dude. No, it's not.
1: You're not the same person you were five years ago, are you? No. Right. Hey, so, like, what do you expect these no. coaches to be? Roster changes, quarterbacks change. Like, that was one. And they were, like, plus 210 on the money line. They were plus six favorite also. And I was like, bro, this is, like, my favorite bet of the post. How are you going to go against Brady? Bro, I'm telling you, like, you got to stop betting on teams, bet on numbers. I talk about this shit all the time, and it applies in everything. When it comes to, like, New England, they just haven't been a good team for a, for a lengthy, lengthy amount of time, man. And when you look at the numbers, just, again, he gets benched, Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. But I have a theory. I think they're going to play him the rest of the year.
2: And try to get Caleb Williams, possibly. Hey, 35 to 1. Because the, New- the Panthers will not draft him. The Panthers, I think, are firm believers in Bryce Young. Y-
1: yeah. I don't agree with that either but yeah yeah i
2: definitely but it'll be wild that so yo he doesn't get taken first overall
1: remember i said 35 to 1 the patriots to have the worst record in the league
2: nicky when you said that to me i was like there's no way bro well you know who's gonna fuck it up my team probably (laughs) because my
1: my team sucks also (laughs) dude like carolina Carolina, uh, with the exception of the Lions game,
2: competitive,
1: competitive, yeah, and and they're young. They're supposed to be bad. There's no expectations. Correct. Correct. There was a lot of people that were kind of excited for like the the NFC South, and it was more so not really excited about your Saints. It was more the Falcons might be good. Correct. The the Panthers might be that sleeper team. I didn't see it with either of them, honestly. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay now. They're sitting at three and one. And that's interesting because you look at it, you're like, man, you know what? If you just go with talent,
2: hell yeah. That roster's
1: stacked. That roster is stacked, right? Yeah. But when it comes to New England, bro, I think they keep putting out Mac Jones because, dude, I'm not the biggest college football fan. I rarely watch it. Caleb Williams is unbelievable.
2: I saw it live in person. You, you saw know, it in HD, 3D, dude. 4K. I, after his first game, after winning a Heisman. So, like, the pressure, right? I mean, this dude was on Nissan commercials. He was doing everything except for football, right? And I get to see him go out there, and I'm like, wow, that's a first-round pick. Not just a first-round pick. That is a first overall type talent.
1: That is a, it's, would you say a, a, a generational talent? No. No, no, no,
2: no. I can't with these quarterbacks anymore, though, bro. Like, I really, for me, you can be a stud all you want in college. Win me over 50% of your games in the NFL, like Brock Purdy. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Dude, real quick, uh, shout out to Crumbs and to Tristan Ratzlaff, two members of the Patreon and two members of the live stream right now. Dude, Carolina can't even take them because Chicago has their draft pick. I forgot about that.
2: Very good point. Very
1: good point, right?
2: Oh, my God. If you want to jive, dive into that, uh, that game next after. did you, you have anything else on the Saints? I mean, you, you covered the Saints dominated.
1: Yeah, they did. And, yeah. and Caleb
2: Williams would be way better if he played in New England. Bill Belichick coaches another 25 years.
1: Ah, Bro, he's like, isn't he like 72 now? 73. He's pretty old. How many more years do you think he's got? Yo, this could be it, dude. You don't think so? Yeah. Belichick doesn't strike me as someone that wants to go out, like, having Robert Kraft grab him and be like, hey, man, we don't want to fire you, so why don't you just step down?
2: I think he still would want to be a part of it, like like a GM.
1: Mm. So put him up in the
2: booth. Yeah. But I think also Robert Kraft doesn't want that because he knows that Bill Belichick doesn't drink and Robert Kraft likes to get funky up there in the owner's suite and it would just not mix, you know, that would be, that would be gross. Bill Belichick's old fucking decrepit ass. 34,
1: nothing loss was the Patriots largest shutout at home in franchise history. The previous largest shutout loss week two of the 1969 season. Wow. So this is the most embarrass this is like an all-time low for New England. And hold on. I just remembered they got their ass busted last week too.
2: Yeah, I think they've been outscored what is it would be close to 70 to 3 in the last 2 weeks. Wild. That's hilarious. He would never get fired. That's hilarious. Good Bill, Bill Belichick would never get fired. Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't. But it would be one of those
1: things where it's like, look, man, we we gotta move on from you. So can you just resign as opposed to
2: just getting fired? No, get out of my office. Yeah. Yeah. Close the door. Uh I was (laughs) we were going over the Bears being able to get that pick. Mm. Are you believing the Justin Fields hype? Because I have a lot of like stats that back that like he is just not good these past two games were an anomaly. Mm. So in the past two games, he's obviously thrown for eight touchdown passes. The only two times where he's thrown for four touchdown passes in a game have been for the last two weeks, right? Up until that point, he'd only had one 300-yard passing game in his career. That's pretty insane because they were always playing from behind, bro. Always. So I'm not believing the hype. I still think the Bears will go on to maybe not have the worst record. Second, third worst record. Uh are you believing it? No, I just think that he coming
1: into the year, I thought that he could take the next step. Mm-hmm. I love DJ Moore. I thought DJ Moore could have a similar impact that AJ Brown had on Jalen Hurts. Everyone knows how I feel about young quarterbacks. You need to have a defensive head coach. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. sorry. You shouldn't have a defensive head coach. That's Agreed. what he has with Eberflus. And I just think that you need to have real weapons to properly evaluate your, your quarterback. And they get DJ Moore, and it just hasn't looked good until these last two weeks. But I also think that Washington's secondary sucks. Really bad. And they got absolutely violated by DJ Moore and Justin Fields. And I think it was more so kudos to DJ Moore than it was to Justin Fields. Like, I think DJ Moore made those plays similar to how Jamar Chase, well like Burrow threw some dots too. But yeah. I think it was more so where if you're looking at the Chase and Burrow connection, it's like 50-50. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was like 75-25, I think DJ Moore. Yeah. And he just went crazy. First, first Bears player in the Super Bowl era with 200-plus receiving yards and three or more touchdowns in the same game. So he had an unbelievable game. But to me, it's just one of those things where I think they're going to move on from fields also, and they're going to have an opportunity to get Caleb Williams because they're bad, and then they got Carolina's pick. So they'll be in that discussion. And even if you're like, even if you have the third and fourth pick, you give those two up to move to one. Like there's ways around it. You know what I mean? Like, there's ways around it. So I, I, I'm not buying into the hype. And I think Washington, like, you need to, and this is going to segue perfect into the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Because the Washington Commanders started the year off 2-0. and And our guy Josh shouts to Josh, comes on the show regularly. He's a Washington fan. And I gave him the floor to boast. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, enjoy this. Not it's not going to continue. They haven't won since, right? <laughs> but here's the thing: look who they played the last couple of weeks, with the exception of Chicago. That's just a bad L there. Yeah. And how much of Chicago was fired up for Dick Butkus, rest in peace, Dick Butkus? And maybe they played for him, an iconic I player think that's in the franchise. Way less
2: than people think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Eberflus was playing for his job also, right because you're on Thursday, probably have an extended time Oh,
2: I dude. I was like, how has somebody from the Bears not been fired like yeah. that was that was my big takeaway from last weekend right uh, so good on him, dude right. Save the job
1: so the reason why I say this is because the commanders yeah they beat in week one they barely squeak, squeak by the Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. then They, they beat the, um, Broncos. Yeah. What am I? Oh, I'm looking at the preseason. That's why I got rattled. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, they didn't play Baltimore. What the hell? Uh, yeah, they beat the Broncos and then they get slapped by Buffalo in division game against Philly. It's always going to be a tight game. They just know each other. Well, Washington has had Philly's number the last couple of years, even, even though they beat them last year. They've had their number in the sense that it's always a tight game with them oh, to yeah. end division, right? So I chalk that up as just an end division. And then they get smacked by Chicago. And they're not good, bro. They're they not aren't. good. I think Riverboat Ron should never have that nickname again because he's become very conservative. He's not mm-hmm. as aggressive as he once used to be. And I say all this to segue into the Dallas Cowboys. who, If I could get another ISO cam, please, Brian, in the control room. My guy, Brian. Shouts to Brian always making me look clean. Dallas Cowboys. Man, I don't want to hear another peep. Not another peep about the Dallas Cowboys. Not this year, not next year, not ever again. You, your three wins were against the two New York teams and the Patriots. Congrats. Congrats on the W. Enjoy that. And then when you play someone good, you get the shit punched in. San Francisco yesterday did whatever they wanted. Dak, once again, in a big spot, lays an egg, three turnovers. Just San Francisco just dominates this dude's career so far. They've knocked him out in the playoffs back-to-back years. It's a big spot on prime time. I'm looking at the line, and it's minus three and a half. And I'm talking to one of my buddies. I'm like, bro, I feel like San Fran could beat them by 20.
2: Did you literally think, like, this is probably the easiest game on the board to pick? Was it a part of your Circa? It wasn't a part of Circa. Because we're like, yo, you know what, man? Maybe. It is a spot. It's a Sunday night spot where it's like.
1: Yeah, know. it's it's Sunday night. It's also like, it. obviously, it's easier said than done now, right? Correct. But it's like, bro, there are other games that we really like. Why force this one in? Now, I did mm-hmm. bet the Niners minus three and a half on my own. I didn't put nice. it in Circa. But I was like, bro, this team is not good. They're the epitome of a bully. And I was talking to, because uh, Cameron and Mace come in at night. And some of their crew comes out here. And we were, to, we were watching the game. And they're like, yo, are you a Cowboys fan? I was like, no, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a Giants fan. I was like, yo, they're, they're the epitome of a bully. When they play someone whack, someone that sucks, they beat the shit out of them. And then we're like, oh, my God, best defense in the league, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, listen, a couple of years ago, my friend boss, who I used to do the show with, he would always say, hey, man, it's not my fault that I'm playing who's on my schedule. Right. Absolutely. It's not.
2: That's how I feel about the Saints this year.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not. That's legit. If you're playing a weak schedule, it's fine. But yeah. then you can't fault me for not believing in you because you haven't beaten anyone good. And that's what's happened with the Dallas Cowboys. Look, they're still three and two. And I think the NFC is a lot better than what we thought it was going to be. But yes. I, I do think that the conversation in the NFC, it's, it's Niners, Eagles. And then say it, Nick. No, no, it's, it's like a lot of room. Okay, and then it's probably like Detroit. Yes. What else? I kind of like the Rams, bro.
2: I do too, but it's gonna it's gonna take some getting used to. Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup needs a couple extra games. Like
1: I don't know, bro. Yesterday he came in and he was just casting everything. Thrown to I him. know,
2: but it's like, how do you also work Puka Nakua? This is like the first time Stafford's ever had like two legitimate studs. Yeah. To throw to. So, like, even when he was in Detroit, he never had two options. He had Calvin Johnson, who could kind of entail two people. He was that good. Um, but, man, we, we were uh, we were going a rant about the Cowboys. I mean, bro, like, look, once again, <laughs> Prescott struggles. They got to the Chargers next week.
1: Blowout. That's going to be. Monday night. That's going to be a fun just, like.
2: Two, two take teams. the over. I don't give a f- take it. Take the over right now.
1: Yeah, that should be a shootout. But bro, what about Brock Purdy? Shot that video last week that we need to stop. Stop waiting for him to fuck up. We need to stop expecting him to show he's us that he's not going to have the last pick. Like, yeah. you're, at some point, you're no longer no. the last pick in the draft. Yeah. At like, some you point, know, You know who else got drafted late? Tom Brady. Do we ever think of Tom Brady as a six round pick? No, we think of him as the, the second best quarterback of all time.
2: The way he fits it in in the second level... You didn't catch that? The
1: second best quarterback of all time? You know who first is?
2: Shut up about this Eli Manning chip,
1: bro. No, nah, it's not Eli man, It's Pat Mahomes. <laughs> oh, my God. Pat Mahomes <laughs> is the greatest quarterback of all time.
2: The jury's still out, bro.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because we have 20 years as opposed to six years. So, yeah. Correct. The jury's still out. But, yo, Brock, Brock Purdy's a top-ten quarterback, dude. Like, what more do we need to see from him? Nothing is it, else. Why can... Why... Is it a bad thing that he has this roster around him? He's still the one pulling the strings. Jimmy G had like, this roster around him. Trey Lance had the roster. Trey Lance, it's not fair. Sorry. It's not fair because he got hurt. But bro, sometimes he, this is the yeah, situation. Dude. This is the hand that you're dealt, bro. This is what you got to deal with. <clears throat> Why is that a bad thing? Do we think Pat for I love Pat Mahomes? I think he's the best, he's the best quarterback I think I've ever seen. Like whole package, just the amount of like holy shit plays that he makes. He's number Correct. one. But let's not pretend he didn't walk into the greatest possible situation you could. You have Andy Reid, who has fathered like 90 different coaches and offenses in the league. The best tight end of his generation in Travis Kelsey. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill early on. Like, what? Yeah. He had a, Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. who them two together were magical.
2: Just a, yeah, it was a perfect recipe geared towards Pat Mahomes just slinging it everywhere. And I think the same thing for Brock Purdy. Like, this Kyle Shanahan system, dude, is so flawless because he gets people so wide open, man. And I know it's, like, very minute things, but watch when they're running in in breaking routes uh, in coming games, right? To fit that ball in over those linebackers is one of the hardest things to do. And Brock Purdy makes it look as easy as, like, Matt Stafford does. Because I think Matt Stafford is also just, he's up there in, in A-list tier quarterbacks. Um, people forgot, man. People forgot. 100%. Glad that you
1: brought that up, yeah.
2: Because th- even if uh, you have Cooper Cup, I think one quarterback that I'm feeling is absolutely shitting the bed as far as like precision and accuracy, Lamar Jackson. Like there is some times where I'm just like, he just doesn't have the ability to just thread the needle when it counts most. And people like Brock Purdy, people like Matt Stafford, dare I say Derek Carr, definitely don't add Derek Carr to that list. Uh, I, I don't know who else I could really add. I think that's, that's how small it is. Justin Herbert mm-hmm. and Josh Allen. I think that's it. It's a small list. Very
1: small. It's a small list for sure. But I think Brock Purdy is, you just got to, you got to just, what we're looking at right now, he's 10-0 and 0 mm-hmm. as a starter in the regular season. They gave him the keys to the franchise. And, yo, guess what, bro? They're going to be this good for the next three, four years because this guy's making, like, less than $2 million. And then you look at the, the rest of the league. You just brought him up, Lamar Jackson. I wanted to save the Steelers game for a little later, but you brought up Lamar. Let's talk about that. Lamar and the Ravens go into Baltimore, and they lose um if you can tough spot if we can uh pull up the the uh tag board please at some point that'd be great because i think one of the the tweets that came in um had to do because one of my favorite bets was wow look at that this is dope bro look at this
2: look at this i like that meme right there this is one of my favorite movies
1: oh yeah that's at any time christian mccaffrey runs the football <laughs> <laughs> that's so good bro that's so good but yeah if you guys are watching this right now on youtube or, or if you guys uh go back to the youtube channel youtube.com size veterans minimum you guys could see that we have a super dope feature here in the studio shout oh, out that's, to brian that's who the tweet, yeah? is uh pulling all of these up uh hashtag vm week five fallout uh, moving forward, whatever week it is, that'll be the new hashtag. So next week on I Monday, it. it'll be VM week six fallout, then week seven, week eight, the whole nine. So yeah, we have some tweets up there and I think one of them had to do with the Ravens. The Ravens, up the there. Ravens. yeah. Uh, Drippy Chris, that's a good name, right?
2: Yeah, Drippy Chris.
1: Chris. Chris Velasquez, shout out to him. He's a Patreon member. Oh, it just moved on to there it is. The Ravens could be five and no if it wasn't for sloppy offensive play. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, since 2021, mm-hmm. has the most fourth quarter turnovers in the NFL.
2: Oh. Wow. Now. Can't do that, Lamar. Now,
1: they're, God, paying him, they're paying him a shitload of money, right? Oh, yeah. Do you think, do you think they're getting their money's worth with Lamar?
2: Doesn't it blow your mind that he actually won the MVP award one year? Like, doesn't that kind of shock you? Nah,
1: because I feel like uh, then he was
2: just unstoppable, right? Yeah, and it, it definitely was a different Lamar back then than we've seen in the past three years. And I know injuries happen, but there's something to be said about when people were talking about he's he's a run first quarterback and his passing mechanics need work, and then he came out that following year, like after doing nothing but running the ball, and he made a concerted effort to try to be a better passer. He still looks uncomfortable. Mm. Like he understands that the best facet of his game is keeping people on their toes. I think what they're truly missing and this is, it's no knock on him. um, You know, OBJ was supposed to be a way bigger piece in this offensive uh, scheme. And when OBJ goes down and they go away from more two tight end sets, you know, it's, it's making it difficult for a quarterback that never was a pocket passer to begin with. One of the things that I think the Ravens could do, I think they need to make a trade for Kyle Pitts. I think they need a second tight end. They got lively,
1: they just don't utilize him really. Like last year, remember, he was like the fantasy darling.
2: I, okay, I get, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying there is a workhorse receiving tight end because they, Get a lot of blocking tight ends. Mark Andrews, arguably a better blocker than he is receiver. He's one of the thicker tight ends in the league.
1: I think you're, you're, you're being harsh on him. I think he's one of the like five best tight ends in the league that matter. Correct. Correct.
2: But I would take him blocking on the edge over Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Oh yeah. From a block. Oh,
1: Kittle is a tough one to debate.
2: I know. I know. <clears throat> I, I know how crazy that sounds, but. Now you've you've gotten all those good tight end pieces that can establish a run game. The running backs obviously been hurt. Um, that's one piece that that they're desperately in need of. It's it's something to be said that Lamar just hasn't had all the pieces around him, and he has to do kind of like what Josh Allen has to do, and just lead the team running every single week.
1: It sucks. Yeah, it's weird, man. It puts
2: him in bad spots. Because then when you need, you need him to throw, he looks uncomfortable. I don't know how to fix it. So they're, they're up, right? I made
1: note of this. They're up 10-3. Mm-hmm. Then Justice Hill fumbles. <laughs> Pittsburgh goes down and scores. And then Jackson in the first half is killing him. And then in the second half, it just seems like, you know, the red zone interception was super weird that he threw. Um then they had the block punt that ended up being a safety. Like typical, that was a typical Steelers game where they kept it close enough and then the defense made a play. Yeah. Or in this in this game in particular. And like the Monday night football game against the Browns, they made plays. Plural. They made a lot of plays. And it's just weird, man. I think to even though we've been slandering Lamar a little bit, everyone knows that I was a big proponent of Lamar last year. Like I was on the, yo, he oh, deserves dude. to get paid. And he does, right? This yeah. is just, but he's had some bad, bad outcomes this year so far, right? Like the Colts game, he ended up, was a big reason why they lost. And in this game, Bateman doesn't practice with him because he's always hurt. Odell gets hurt again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Andrews was hurt. He comes back in. Zay Flower is still a rookie. And
2: but he How is much learning is he, he is learning quick. Yeah, but like, he's being forced to also.
1: 100%. And it's just not fair to, to, to defend Lamar, even though we've been slandering him for five minutes. To defend him, it does suck that these guys are always getting hurt. And then mm-hmm. that's why the chemistry is off, the timing is off, and all this stuff is playing out the way it is. But he just hasn't looked good. And then on the flip side, you know, this was the George Pickens game. Like, dude yeah. went absolutely crazy. Just a... It seems like the Steelers' offense is only good when they're throwing to Pickens. And then, remember a couple of years ago, Tony Pollard and Zeke? Yeah. it's Like, they're forcing Zeke. They're forcing Zeke. Pollard is way better. They have the same O-line, same weapons, same plays. Pollard is just faster hitting the hole. Why is he getting 12 yards? Zeke is getting two. Right. This is what's happening in Pittsburgh. It's time to turn over to Jalen Warren. The offense looks cleaner. It looks crisper. He is their third down passing back. I'm not saying to give him 30 touches, but I think this Najee Harris thing, like they're not re-signing him because if you know anything about the Pittsburgh Steelers as an organization, they run their running back to the ground and then they're like, bro, you're the Jets problem now. Go make a mixtape, Lev. (laughs) right, Le'Veon Bell goes to become a mixtape rapper. But you're looking at this He finishes with 40 yards on 15 touches. That's Najee Harris. Warren did more with less. 79 yards, 12 touches. And the offense just looks better when he's in there. It was a couple years ago, too. It was the same shit with, like, Aaron Jones. And I don't know what the PFF grades are. PFF always drives me crazy. But just the eye test, it's like, yo, this offense plays better when Jalen Warren is in. I just think it's time. I think you're holding your offense back. And let Kenny sling, bro.
2: Obviously like enough
1: with this check down shit. Let this guy go out there and sling. You saw the video of Matt Canada where he, so Kenny Pickett apparently audibled out of the play to George Pickens
2: mm.
1: and Matt Canada
2: is just like the whole time. Just, just didn't no celebration
1: murderer. Just no celebration. Definitely got like skeletons in his closet. Just like cold face. Just no most it's like bro he actually makes you just sense. Do a game winning touchdown can he it
2: actually looked up and i would imagine he's probably looking up right to matt canada's <laughs> doing the just, suck it <laughs> god bro because if it fucks up you know yeah if it, well yeah that's know. the thing but also like Jason rudolph coming in that was the, no mitch trubisky
1: yeah that was the right call dude at halftime i was calling for mitch trubisky i was like i can't believe this is happening i rather i feel like they could do better with mitchell trubisky in there But again, Steelers (sighs) classic, classic two weeks of Steelers here, right? They're coming off a big, big win, prime time against the Raiders. Lay a massive egg against Houston, where they're favored, and then they're playing on in division, in their home turf as an underdog. I knew it, dude.
2: I knew it as it was coming down the stretch, and it because I remember our entire conversation from last week was like, "Oh, this is my favorite spot. Take the Steelers." Yeah. And as Lamar fucking threw that pick, I was like, here it is. Here it is. I don't even need to watch the rest of it. I knew what was going to happen. Then the pickings touchdown Lamar needs to just take full control. I think it wasn't, I wasn't necessarily trying to slander him, but it's like dog, like, no, we need you to rush for over a hundred yards every game. We need you to make some highlight plays. We need you to pull our offense out of the depths of shit. And, uh, You know, stop trying to prove people that you're a passer.
1: I think you got to just let him be. And I wonder if when guys get paid, does the team then say, yo, maybe we shouldn't run them as much as we wanted to because now we kind of have to protect our investment. Where before it could be the player doesn't want to run as much because he hasn't gotten paid. Correct. And then when you're looking at, Certain teams that run their guys before they get paid, you're like, maybe let's run them now. What is it? A couple million on the books. Now it's 250 plus million dollars. Do you think that ever plays into it? Cause I I think there's some truth to that.
2: Yeah. But I think at a certain point in time, just like how Kenny Pickett's able to audible out of shit, I Mm -hmm. think these players are able to turn it on. And I think they hate losing more than even we do. And we're losing money on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're getting paid millions. But, like, Lamar is not a loser. And I definitely think uh, the Ravens are still a team that you should fucking watch out for in the AFC. Um, Especially if they can find... It's either Justice Hill or Gus Edwards, bro. Like, one of them's got to really just have a breakout year like Zach Moss did for for the Colts. Zach Moss has been playing out of his mind. Bro, how crazy is
1: it that he has the game he does two days after they paid Jonathan Taylor...
2: Poetic justice.
1: Poetic justice. Bro, there was a red flag because I still kept Zach Moss on my – I have him on my bench. Mm -hmm. But I benched him. I don't even have Jonathan Taylor. But I'm like, oh, Taylor is back. Probably going to – you know, they just paid him. Zach Moss got dropped in 89,000 Yahoo leagues prior to the game. And then he goes out there and goes, absolutely bananas. Just goes crazy. And it's (laughs) like, dude, this is why teams are hesitant – on paying the running back yeah because if you You if i was to to tell you yo who's the guy that just got a contract extension who are you pointing to from yesterday
2: from yesterday yeah between moss and taylor oh you're definitely thinking zach moss yeah but nope (laughs) the other guy that was that whole thing has been super weird to me like he was just holding out for the contract at a certain point like in this Zach Moss run because Zach Moss has been playing relatively good all year. Yeah, bro. He's been, so the like at what point in the process are the Colts like, fuck it? Like, I don't want to do this. Like, we'll, we'll, you know, send you off. Or are they now they, they're just thinking Zach Moss has a good year and they use him as trade bait.
1: No, I don't think, bro, no one really trades for running backs unless you're Kyle Shanahan and you have this system that the guy you trade for unlocks everything. (laughs) But in that game, man, like you know, it sucks. Anthony Richardson went down, but Gardner Minshew, what best best backup in the league? Him James and your Winston boy Winston.
2: Jameis Winston's one hundred percent the best backup. Of the Yeah, league. but he comes I like in Minshew, and, though. Minshew, even in when he was playing with the Jaguars, he's
1: charismatic,
2: bro. Like he's dope. He he got me for, to cut like uh, my jeans into shorts mm-hmm. and make the little rips because I saw like him in an off season doing like a top gun thing once and he was wearing jean shorts i was like fuck it i'll try it out he's a trendsetter he's a he's the ultimate football guy i heard he broke his hand once uh so that that way he can stay in uh college longer like he he wanted a gray shirt like an injury year so he took a fucking hammer to his hand that's crazy yeah, that's it is. It's its I I don't know. Fact check that. One. I remember hearing it on a show a long time ago, and I was like, God damn, this is a dude.
1: Damn, bro, dude. You know what I was watching this weekend? What's up? I was. I don't think I've ever been a bigger piece of shit in my life than this weekend. Good for you, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You've been working hard. I got home from the gym on Saturday at around noon. Took a shower, laid on my couch, watched the entire UFC card. Shout out Joe Pfeiffer plus 600 by submission, save the day. And then the card ends at around six. I watched the first four Saw movies. Wow. In a row. Alone. By myself. You're fucking crazy. In the dark. You're crazy. Snuggled up by myself with a blanket up to the, to like the top of my chin.
2: <laughs> hey, excellent movies.
1: I, I really enjoyed They're them.
2: such good movies.
1: Bro, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because in, in one of them, the guy, like, breaks his foot to escape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just made me think of that with Gardner Minshew breaking his break hand to his state. Hand. <laughs> yeah. So, That's yo, I end, up, I end up falling asleep on my couch, wake up in the morning, football's on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get off the couch now. I put out a tweet, seven hours of commercial free football and then greater <laughs> than sign sex. It's like, I'm not getting up now, bro. No. So I just stayed there, dude. And I think I was on my couch for about 20 hours combined. Nothing. I didn't even, eat, bro, awesome. I didn't even eat after the gym. Like, I ate after the gym, and then when I laid down on the couch, did not move. Like, Uber Eats? Nah, I just didn't. I would get up, use the bathroom, go right back to the couch.
2: I was hungry. God, I was that like, sounds so good, Nick. I was like, bro. Stop talking about this. It makes me want to go, like, literally go do it right now. <laughs> Dude,
1: how good is it just,
2: just to being like, a
1: piece of shit on your couch, bro? You're not
2: bothering nobody. No. Yeah, you just- ain't hurting nobody. See, you know, me and my significant other, we have a sectional, our heads touch, you know, ah, like we have the pillows. So like our heads just touch, but like no body contact, just perineal glands, you know. Let me sync. chill, bro. Yeah, just vegging on the couch. I did something similar after I came home from from working at Sticky Paws, but like there comes a point where you know, you gotta take the dog out, you start doing other I played Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Oh, i'm so fucking good bro
1: i was so comfortable i didn't even play fifa how crazy is that fifa's like on the mount rushmore of the four important in time, things in my life right now
2: yeah at what point in time though like what saw movie were you like should i watch the next one or did you just watch like all four and you're like oh, fuck
1: i actually now that i remember i fell asleep like towards the tail end of four i probably would have kept going but i just that's why i slept on the couch too bro I got punished in my own crib. I had to sleep on the couch. How crazy is that? (laughs) How crazy is that? All right. Before we continue, before we continue with football, going to do an ad read from Mm -hmm. one of the sponsors, fly me out and fly me out is a company that, uh, one of my good friends started shout out Zach. He, uh, he actually was a lawyer. Fun fact, quit his job to do the startup. And he told me something a while back. I'll never forget it. Uh, because him and I feel the same way about, like, motivational entrepreneur content.
2: Oh, awesome. Right? Tell me.
1: Tell our favorite. <laughs> our f- right? Absolutely. Uh, and he was just like, yo, bro, honestly, what do you want and what are you willing to give up for? it?" He's like, I think it's that simple. I was like, yeah. And, and mine is just get shit done. Yeah. People ask me what's, like, the best. Yeah, just get shit done, bro. Like, you just have to. Yeah. That's it. I think it's, I, I personally think it's that simple.
2: I think it's just, it's time like it's just the understanding of how much time you're willing to put into something yeah
1: yeah so zach started up this company fly me out they just got a dope article put out about them on yahoo but for those that don't know fly me out they scout and curate trips to some of the world's most exciting locations those who join only need to purchase their slot and they take care of everything else From logistics to activities, it's a phenomenal way to meet and network with the top achievers and innovators from various industries. Listeners of Veterans Minimum, do you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world with a like-minded tribe? Let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bond with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into curated experiences, and with their platform, it's never been easier to find your tribe and see the globe. Don't just travel. Make memories with Fly Me Out. Use the code VM1 for expedited application review. George, anytime I crush an ad read, bro.
0: (sighs) Make sure I do some push-ups.
1: Nah, I don't know about push-ups, but it makes me do a lot of other things mentally in
0: my mind. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Wire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Dude, did you purposefully not tell the Blue Chew story?
1: Oh my god! I forgot about that. And I
2: know it's not the same sponsor, but ah, uh, great story. We're saving it for next week.
1: Nah, I'll say, I'll say uh, it now. Actually, you know what? You know what? Nah, nah. we'll because we'll, we'll, Brian, Brian is in the ear in the control room. Uh, we're gonna end the show with the blue Bluetooth story. Okay, I promise. Just remind me though. Okay, remind me. Let's get back into football. Shout outs to Fly Me Out, as as always. Okay, uh, George. Yes. I would like to talk about the Eagles and Rams game. I know we kind of touched on it a little bit in, in passing. The uh, brotherly shove or the tush push. Number one, which one are you calling it? Number two, how do you feel about that play as a whole? I don't know if we've really discussed that so much.
2: So, okay. First off, I came up with a, a name for it on my show last night. Or actually Cameron did. And it's called Slap Ass. I think Slap Ass You know, you get the key and peel comedy with it. Um, Brotherly shove way too soft. Tush Mm. push way too soft. We're playing American football. We're thinking hardcore stuff here. Slap ass has like this. It it rolls off the tongue first off. And it's kind of what they're doing. Like the ball snapped. Everybody slaps each other's ass. Yeah. Um, How do I feel about it as a play? It's amazing until you're behind in games or if it's a super close game and your only option is to run that play and get three yards. The the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year, I brought this up just because they, I think they ran it four times, but they ran it when the game was close. Patrick Mahomes gets the ball at the end and that's all he needed. I would have way rather seen the Eagles like open up their fucking playbook Um, Because they do have one of the most talented skill groups in the league. Easily. Why the fuck are we wasting that on it's third and one? Here's the thing. If it's third and one, let me run a deep route every single time because I know I have that play for fourth and one. So what are we doing? I like this. I, I, I like the play. Obviously it's, You're able to stop it. There's some defensive uh, schemes. You know, people are starting to put their hand under the ball. They're starting to, in my eyes, find loopholes in it. But the Eagles are the best at doing it. There's other teams that try to uh, imitate it, and they suck at it.
1: Well, they uh, flashed a graphic that when the Eagles do it, it's 92.4 or 5%. Holy shit. Everyone else is like 80. It's
2: and then the Vikings are like 25%. Yeah. They never fucking get it. Or
1: the Chargers are like 3% because yeah. they're
2: also never. idiots.
1: They made Justin Herbert do it with a potentially broken hand, take snaps <laughs> on their shotgun. But, dude, that play, I love that call about, yo, it's third and one. Let's run hugging four
2: verticals. Devontae, problem. Yeah, Devontae Smith is upset. Yeah. Like, I, there was times in that game uh, versus the Rams yesterday where you saw Sirianni, like, telling him, hey, bro, don't worry, the ball will eventually get to you. You know, like, your time will come. And then Devontae Adams proceeds to drop the next pass that's thrown to him. You know, he's kind of shooting himself in the foot. But you got to think about, these are very talented receivers. And listen, we're just podcasters. That came to me without having to think about it too hard. Imagine the way that they feel. Yeah. It's like, bro, it's third and one. 92%. Yeah. Let's, let's what take, the fuck are we doing? Let's take a chance. Because I think Jalen Hurts is a better, like, deep-throwing quarterback than people give him credit for.
1: Yeah. Nah, he threw – bro, there was one throw he made, and I don't recall if it was completed or not, but it was, like, a corner route. It was past the 50. It brought it to, like, the Ram side of the field, and it just dropped in. I don't, I don't remember if, like, A.J. Brown – dropped it or if he caught it, but cause AJ Brown went crazy again yesterday yeah. He had another hundred yard game. Dallas Goddard got going also Jesus. they have, you're right, man. They have a lot of weapons on this offense. And now with Deandre Swift also in the backfield, that's just another thing that they got to account for. And I think this was the first time that we saw a, a MVP caliber performance this year from Jalen hurts. Look, he had 375 total yards scored twice. They are unbelievable in the trenches yeah, Like, dude, the things I would do for the Giants to have that offensive line. Huh. Like you're talking about, he's back there. Chilling, bro. Four Mississippi, five Mississippi. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones can only get like half a second. You guys can't run any play action They passes. can't run nothing. They can't run nothing. And he's just over there just chilling. And like, even the stunts that the Rams were trying to do. It was just effortless. Kelsey passing off one guy to the other. When you see a good Lane offensive Johnson line. passing it off to yeah. Kelsey, Kelsey's not even looking at him, and he's like, "Oh shit, I got to turn this way," and then he's blocking like it's unbelievable. when you watch in the trenches, and then obviously we know about how good they are defensively too. But I will say, man, that Cup and Nakua early on in the first half, especially. They were, they were killing him, man. And especially Cooper Cup, when he came back, it was like Stafford wanted to make up all the lost time in that He's first drive. Like He's like, oh, Cup again, Cup again, Cup again. <laughs> and do you know where that play, where that game changed? There was Tell a me. moment in the first half where the game changed.
2: Uh, hit me with it.
1: Right before halftime, the Rams are up. Mm-hmm. And Philly is driving. And there's like 17, 18 seconds left in the game. They throw a your favorite play. And I thought about you, I was going to text you the underthrown ball that gets called for defensive pass interference. They threw I that remember it Now uh, it was either, it was one of the receivers. Obviously I think it might've been AJ Brown, but the DB tackles him. What's up flag first and goal seven seconds left Philly. Obviously they're going to QB sneak it. And then the entire momentum of that game shifted as someone that money lined the Rams in a parlay, I had a couple, couple of Benji's on them to cover the plus four and a half. They were in our circuit contest, one of the picks that we lost. That's where I was like, I text Kenny and I was texting some of my friends back home because they tailed the Rams pick. I was like, I don't think they're gonna cover. I don't I was like, I don't think they're gonna cover. Like, nah, dude, there's a lot of time left. They're moving the ball. I was like, Yeah, but it's just one of those plays where like the entire momentum of the half just went away because mm-hmm. they were supposed to settle for a field goal. Rams going to halftime up 14, 13. And then they end up going up by four and Philly kind of never looked back.
2: I just looked at the time of possession stat. That's what kind of like blew my mind. They had the ball for 37 minutes. The Rams had the ball for 22 minutes. Yeah. Like that's what the Rams, that's what the Eagles are capable of doing. But I also think the Eagles are capable of scoring 40 points every week. If they cut it out with this fucking nonsense. Yeah. First, and It's weird. I want to know how the offensive linemen feel about it because in their eyes, I think they actually look at it as a safer play. Like they're actually more safe running that play than anything else, which is kind of weird, but it's just like the contact is, you know, inches away. Yeah. As opposed to a dude literally winding up to hit you square in the face.
1: But bro, there was another play. I know we kind of skipped over it, but the Titans, Titans, it's fourth and one. There's like three, four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And, and it's like a long one yard, you mm-hmm. know, we're looking at it like, oh, that might be like fourth and three. It kind of looks like, dude, they go into shotgun and they run an inside run play to Derrick Henry where he's, he's not a East West runner. No, or he's North South. Correct. What are you doing there? Yeah. D hop was killing those dudes yesterday. Finally had a vintage D hop game. And you run those plays like the play calling. Sometimes is so out
2: of control that it's it's almost laughable. They um they're overthinking themselves. Like here's the one thing. Like you know what the Eagles are fucking doing? Yeah. Like it's the it's the only play that even you know women who have been watching football for you know the last year can be like oh oh yeah he's gonna take it first. It's no longer a sneak. Like oh yeah because you're not surprising anyone. You're not surprising anyone. It's no longer a sneak. You know what uh, I saw C J. Stroud do um how best, good is he bro Best fucking rookie quarterback in Man. this class way better than justin fields as far as like ohio so good, state quarterbacks dude. go
1: and yo you know what <laughs> here's the thing he has a shitty offensive
2: line too mm-hmm. why can he ball it's not always the o-line bro like he's he's fluid with it sometimes quarterbacks know how to get rid of the ball yeah daniel like, hello yeah Hey. Watch some texans phone bro. roll out of the pocket throw it out of bounds buddy like yeah Learn to live to fight another down. But anyways, what I was getting to is CJ Stroud hit him with a, everyone knew a quarterback sneak was happening. Everyone pinches to the middle. He just, you know, goes right around the tackle. Everybody is like literally bunched up in the middle and he just goes right around the left side. Gets the first down with like by three yards. Like it was not even a question. So that's, see, that's fun. That's creative. That's, that's effective. I think other teams trying to mimic the, the, what are you calling it? Push push. Yeah. Brotherly Shove is. What the fuck? I know it fits the Philly, like, you know, I I don't want to call it
1: Brotherly Shove because I just hate Philadelphia as a whole. So, all right, like, I don't even call them Philly cheesesteaks. I just say chopped cheese cheese or or cheesesteaks.
2: That sounds so good tonight. Yeah. Oh, my God. I might go get one. Chopped cheese. Chopped cheese, baby. The hockey way.
1: Is there any other game you want to discuss? Uh, We did call the Jaguars Bills. to be careful, that was a spot where you know, the Jaguars were out in London back-to-back weeks. They didn't have to travel.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Buffalo lays an egg because the score is 25-20, but it wasn't a 25-20 game, bro. No,
2: the Jaguars were in full control.
1: In full control. And here's the thing, George. And I want you to pick the team for this week. Okay. Since week one, a team has a wild performance, and then the conversation that whole week is about them. Correct. And then they end up losing. It's happened every week so far. Ready? Week one. Detroit. They beat the Chiefs. They lose in week two. Week two, Lamar and the Ravens go to 2-0. Oh, shit. Lamar is back. MVP maybe. They lose to the Colts. Week three, Miami puts up 70 points. Oh, shit. Best offense of all time. What the hell? They go into Buffalo. They lose. Week four, Buffalo beats the shit out of Miami. Everyone's talking about, oh, you know, after the stinker Monday night football. It yeah. Doesn't matter. Buffalo's the team. They go to London, they lose. So who's the team this week that everyone's talking about that you think is going to lay the egg? I haven't thought about this, but I'm I'm fascinated to hear what you think.
2: I mean, I would hate to, to say the, the Bears.
1: Nah, dude, I'm talking about teams that like. No one's talking about
2: the I Bears, know, but people seriously. are fucking hyping them up a little too much. I no, just want to
1: no, put that no. to bed. Come on, you're
2: better than that. I want to put that to bed. What's, I mean, the you team, also-
1: what's the team that everyone's talking about this week that is going to lay an egg? I think there is one candidate as I'm looking at the schedule right
2: now. The Bengals.
1: It's a good pick. It's the a Bengals. very good pick. We haven't even gone to the Bengals. We'll close with the Bengals and then the Blue Chew story. Yes. Um, I think it might be San Francisco, bro. They're playing the Browns. Browns are a plus four and a half underdog early lean on the Monday winter. Brown's coming off a bye week. Just weather's going to be sloppy in Cleveland. It could be like a classic, like 13, seven game in the fourth quarter. And just yeah, here's really, the thing. Here's the thing. Really shitty.
2: I need to see the 49ers play from behind this year. Right? Like it needs to happen. For me to solidify that Brock Purdy has fully checked all the boxes. A lot
1: of people feel that way. And I don't think that's a bad take. I think that could be, that could be the case, too. Yeah,
2: I just um, I don't think it's happening against the Browns.
1: But you don't think that the Niners could be that team that they everyone now is?
2: Week. Yeah.
1: And, like, the Niners are now, you know, they beat the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Now, the caveat here is that I think they're the best team in the league.
2: Yeah. I, last week's show, I said... It, the most absurd thing, Nick, and I'll never disgrace the show like this. I was like, oh, the 49ers, they're doing good. I need to see them score 40, you know? Like, they had scored 30 every single week, yeah. and I was like, I need them to score 40, you know? And then, and then they did. <laughs> and then they fucking did. I was <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, they listen to the show. They oh, listen man. to the show. But anyways.
1: Uh, because cause I want to, so, like, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about Monday Winners. This segment right. is, is uh, actually, there's a new sponsor, but All Odds Provided by wager attack are you ready to take your sports betting game to the next level look no further than wager attack the ultimate online sports book for true sports enthusiasts with a wide range of sports live betting options competitive odds and a live casino wager attack is where winners play and legends when you join today using the code vm you'll get bonuses and for the month of october if you go to wager attack and use the promo code vm not a 100 a 200% match deposit bonus. Whoa. For the listeners of this show, if you use the promo code VM at Wager Attack, 200% match deposit bonus. I had to pull some strings, but I'm like, yo, these legends need some hookups, need. baby. And they you know hooked us up, one. man. Shouts to, to Wager Attack. always loving it, loving it, loving it. Okay. The pick of the week. Mm-hmm. Powered by GRC, Green River Capital. Okay. If you're looking to buy a home, go to them. They'll help you become a homeowner. And maybe if we hit these bets, like I'm trying, oh. to, I'm trying to buy a crib betting, bro. Yeah. I want people to be like, holy shit, how'd you get the money from this down payment? Be like, dude, I hit this nine-legged Look at garland. Looking
2: on the wall right there, you're going to yeah. get it framed. You yeah. Just be like, that's the reason why. Like,
1: yo, you know how I, anytime I hit bets, I buy sneakers? Mm-hmm. You buy a crib,
2: buy a house. The man cave is just gonna have sneakers. all the
1: dudes that got a submission <laughs> with that <laughs> subathon parlay. But for me, dude, my uh, my pick of the week, Monday winner. I think I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns plus four and a half. And then the other line that is so sketchy. Go ahead. Is a team we haven't even spoken about yet, and they're the cover of the thumbnail. The Bengals are minus two and a half against Seattle. Why does it feel like they are begging you to take the Bengals? Because I'll be honest, bro. Last week, I didn't want to touch that Bengals-Arizona game. Yeah. I was like, I feel like they're demanding you take them. And if you did, salute, you hit your bet. But bro, this, this feels sketchy. It does. It's right before the bye week for the Bengals. Because remember, we were talking about the Bengals. Um, and let me just confirm that. Yeah, we were that.
2: talking about when I was literally petitioning that Jake Browning should be starting these games if Joe Burrow's hurt.
1: Yeah, this is right before the bye it's week. Like, and then they play the Niners coming out the bye and the Bills. Right? So, I would say it could be a look-ahead spot, but it's not because they have a bye week. But I'll tell you this, man. I think that line is very sketchy. And we'll close out. With the conversation about the Bengals, I guess Jamar Chase is always open because he set a franchise record in catches, scored three touchdowns, no T Higgins. He said, put that shit on me. Burrow actually looked like the Burrow that we love.
2: I'm, I'm he so, I, hey, bro, I'm just confused. Okay, tell me what. I'm just so confused that it took them this long to, to figure this out. I mean, Joe Burrow legitimately, looked like a quarterback that was like playing injured for four fucking weeks i i just i did not expect the performance that that he put on and it wasn't even like the the mobility thing but it's like being able to push off that back foot yeah to throw oh my god there was one t- i was like damn that throw to jamar chase that deep bomb i was like that was pretty effortless um I was riding on the Cardinals high because I wanted to fucking bury the Bengals. If the Bengals would have lost this week. Oh, it was a wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full yeah. bury. I buried them too early. I will admit, it was a premature burial. They rose from the grave, dude. And this is a team that, so I know it looks sketch, but there ain't no way you're going to put money on the Seahawks.
1: No, I don't think so. They're coming off a bye week, too. But, man, I just feel like, you know, that game, they're just asking you to take that game. And it could be something where we look back and we're like, yo, that, that Arizona, yo, Bengals are only a game back of first now in the division. Oh, like Lamar Baltimore, his spot Baltimore, there. yeah, they dropped the ball. And one of the tweets that we have up on the board is that exactly, going back to Drippy Chris, that 5-0 and oh, if they played a little, didn't play as sloppy on offense. But that's the game, man. That's the game. And I think that the Bengals, you know, in division games early on in the year two that they played, mm-hmm. right? Like it was just kind of weird spots coming out. But their schedule doesn't get any easier, bro. And especially after the bye week. So this is this could be something where if they could get a win here, they're three and three going into the bye. And all we did was kind of badmouth them. Look, I'll be honest, bro. I've already bet them to win the Super Bowl from the beginning of the year at 10 to one. Right now they're sitting at twenty five to one.
2: It is approaching maybe a double down spot. It feels like it, bro. Here, okay. You want me it to tell you, like you it. want me to tell you the, the confirmation that you needed? Okay. My fucking Texas Rangers are 10 wins away from me ever hitting my first future.
1: Let's go. That's right. 20
2: bucks. To you know, you had
1: me invested now in the Texas Rangers. I'm so glad. Just because I was like, yo, I hope he wins this bet. That'll be fire,
2: dude. So I'm 10 wins away, right? Yeah. There was a moment in time where the Rangers, they had a cold streak in August, right? The line jumped from like, they were like nine to one. then it was at 25 to one, that exact line that you just told me right now. Put that shit in. That's a sign. It's a sign, dude. It's a sign. We had Christian McCaffrey come here. I just think the betting vibes, it's, it's what you've created, Nick. It, it obviously penetrates the ear holes of all the listeners all right that vibe that resonates inside of us but i think also around the win, it's just it's magical i mean bro we're in the things are happening the betting capital of the world are we in the heart like the heartbeat of it
1: possibly yeah we are the heartbeat we are the heartbeat we are absolutely the heartbeat all right let's wrap up the show with uh patreon roll call and then i'll tell you guys my iconic uh blue chew story but Patreon.com. Shout out to all the members of the Patreon. We got Mahul Patel, Abel Resin, Ben Kultian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crumich, Thomas Robinson, and shout outs to our, the newest members of the Patreon. We got. Uh, where is it Tristan Ratzlav and we got NDeVito27 my guy boss I gave him Steelers plus four and he's like yo if this hits I'm gonna pledge to the Patreon so shout out the boss for pledging to the Patreon and for the month of October we're giving away a pair of sneakers now look I will preface and say that these are my sneakers so we're not giving away these but uh, you know I know some people that know some people that know some people we're going to give away two pairs of the Griffies.
2: You know it's crazy? I'm wearing my Griffey jersey.
1: Wow. Let's go, bro. S- stand up quick. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're it talking. Is. Yeah, man. So look, if you're a member of the Patreon, uh, if you are in any tier, any tier, I'm going to give away a pair of sneakers to anyone in that tier. Obviously, one person. And then in the 20 and $40 tier, there'll be... giveaway for that one too and we'll do the live drawing on here on one of the episodes we will do it in the first week of november so it'll be the october giveaway and then uh yeah so patreon.com slash veterans minimum you get access to the discord shout outs roll call merch discounts uh a lot of shit man and and most importantly you're supporting the show because now i'm in a position now and i'm super grateful to everyone that listens to the show and i really mean that uh, that I can give back and I can sort of hire people to a lot of the guys behind the scenes that help out with Veterans Minimum all the years. Now I'm able to pay them for like social clips and funny stuff. Dude. So it's, it's all circle. I've ever wanted. And a lot of it comes from the members of the Patreon. So shout out to you guys, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Okay. Uh, we'll end the show with my Bluetooth story. All right. And this is a, this is a great endorsement. Or Blue Chew. Blue true Chew got, story, by the way, right? True story. Okay. Absolutely true story. Blue Chew is the reason why I have health insurance. Go into it. So it was during the pandemic. This was uh, around the holidays, December. Dude, you know, you were stuck in the house, right? I was cranking them out a lot. Probably. Right? I'm a single bachelor, no girlfriend,
2: no nothing. Only fans starting to pop off.
1: Yeah, but I haven't subscribed to anyone's OnlyFans though. You know, it's basically Patreon. Just doesn't have that stigma, for being honest.
2: Really like, yeah,
1: Patreon is OnlyFans. We just keep our clothes on. That's like really the <laughs> thing that we're going with. So anyway, uh, a girl that I was kind of like talking to for a little bit. And I would say she's probably the girl that the closest I've ever been in a relationship since high school. I've been single since high school, but this was one where like. You know, we kind of never attached the title, but you know, she met my parents, met the friends. Get a phone call. She's like, hey, come over, yada, yada. And I was feeling insecure. And I was like, dude, I haven't, you know, haven't done my thing in a couple months. Like I said, dry shit, cranking them. <laughs> I, was, I was feeling a little insecure, bro. I was feeling a little insecure. And I was like, yo, I got some of these blue chews from when they were a sponsor a while back. Let's, let's test it let's out. test it out. So I go over to her house. Guess what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. She did me dirty. Nothing happens. So I go back home two weeks later. Conversations happen. Conversation happens again. And I go, hey, I'm not going to come all the way out there and fucking not, you know, yeah. have a good time. Nah, this time it's going to be different. I take Chew again and I go out there. And bro, I've never talked about sex. I think if guys talk about sex, it's it's
2: just weird. There comes to a point where it's like, yeah.
1: If you're like, praising, we're not in middle school anymore. Yeah, if you're like praising like how good you are at sex and you're a dude, it's like, "Hey man, you're that's not weird. that
2: good at sex." Like, no, nah, it's not even that.
1: Like to me, it's <laughs> it's always just been like, "All right, I'm definitely not going to trust this dude. You're just you're just weird, bro. It's just like creepy weird vibes <laughs> to me." That's just how I am. Like, I've never I've never on any podcast, I've never said anything outrageous like that. It's kind of like, "Bro, like congrats, man. If that's your thing." Cool. But it's just always been weird. Right. Right. Dude, I go over to her house and we fucking are going at it. And all of a sudden. I hear like a pop on my ribs. Wow. Like bad. And I mean, like, you know, one thing leads to another. Were you, as would, we're,
2: just, I, I, I'm just curious. Missionary or was this like. Uh, I don't remember that. But like
1: we were we were going. I was having a good time. And bro, rolling just, around
2: jiu-jitsu style. Dude,
1: I just hear a <laughs> pop in my whole abdomen, right? And then mm-hmm. whatever, finish up. I'm in the fetal position. I'm like almost... If I was home by myself, I would be crying. Shit. I am in so much pain, dude. I don't have health insurance at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying to myself, like, bro, maybe it's a fucking, you know, punctured a lung or something. Like, I don't know. Dude, I couldn't breathe, right? Now I'm on Bluetooth. I'm fucking...
2: Just, yeah,
1: I'm stiffed up. <laughs> the girl comes back and she goes, what just happened? I was like, I don't know. What do you mean? She's like, that was amazing. Again, it's never happened. We had hooked up in the past too. She's like, what's going on? And I was just like, oh, yo, you know, we haven't had it in a long time. Yada, yada. She's like, we got to do it again. And I was like, I can't. I <laughs> was just so much pain. She's like, no, let me know when you're ready. She's like, I could tell you're ready. I was like. No, yo, I can't. So she approaches me. She, like, gets on top of me, and I'm like, get off me. Oh, no, Nick. And, bro, I was like, I end up leaving. The next day, I'm in excruciating pain. And I call my friend who's a physical trainer, and I'm like, yo, bro, I can't. Like, dude, I couldn't lift a gallon of milk at work. I had to literally, like, if this was the gallon of milk, I would have to lift it like this to fucking pour the coffees my dad's like what's wrong with you i was like bro it's a long story so i told my dad the story too he was calling me an asshole he's like this is fucking hilarious you're an idiot <laughs> but bro my boy who's a trainer is like dude you might have a hernia because like you yeah, know i was it, doing the whole all the symptoms and shit he's like you might have a hernia i'm looking it up hernias are like fifteen, twenty thousand dollar surgeries i'm like i don't got that kind of money Make a couple phone calls, I end up getting health insurance because of Blue Chew. Because Blue Chew helped me blow out my fucking, my sides, my ribs. Wow. I had, a, I had a grade three abdomen pull. Wow. So if you don't have health insurance, Blue Chew Nick, will help you get health insurance.
2: That is just the greatest way to... Go out with a bang, right? Just go out with a bang. Literally, you
1: know, figuratively.
2: Yeah, I'm almost going to... out cr-
1: like a champion
2: whenever i have women come up and they're like hey is nick a good guy i'm going to literally screen record this last like two minutes i'm like he fucks so good he hurts himself (laughs) like he like he's literally no because you're just you're setting
1: listen you're setting the bar way too high under promise over deliver bro right and again this is not the case nick that's why it was it was uh it was a six-touchdown performance that only happens once every hey, you know, decade or so.
2: You got any more of those Blue Chews?
1: I do. And all if right. you don't have BlueChew.com, use the promo code VM. Tense and as far as I go, this was a banger of an episode, George. Thank you, as always, for coming on. Thank you. At Nick Day is 10, as you can find me, all things Veterans Minimum, are at veteransminimum.com. George, where can they find you if they want to contact you? At
2: Mr. George Carmona. Make sure you follow it. See all the fun things I got going on. And, Nick, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure.
1: We'll catch you guys You're later this week.
0: Man. I'm a gold medalist. Bronze like your medal So many deer and headlights, but it's bedtime. Hit a supper bell. Main course, beat a venison. Zab.
2: Most dangerous game.
0: Either kill or beat.